to Minute 59 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and once again, Tom is unfortunately still in the cooler, so he'll hopefully be back with us on uh, Monday. But uh, joining me today is award-winning documentary director Dana Nachman. Welcome back, Dana. Thank you. Yeah, this has been a fun week. You know, we, we still got another two days, so hopefully we have some, some fascinating things to continue to discuss about this movie. Yes. All right. So minute 59 begins with Henley uh, asking for a light and goes all the way to Henley and Werner discuss the Boy Scouts. Basically, yesterday we had the, 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 the very beginning of this uh, little scene. We just had a fraction, a few seconds that we're dealing with it. We had Henley walking out of the room, taking a look at the fact that Werner is looking out the window. Again, we're, we're not sure what he's looking at. Probably just looking at the cameraman or whatever. <laughs> um, because there probably isn't very much on the other end, in reality. That is true. Yeah. And I do love this shot. This is, like, one of my favorite shots. I love the way it's framed, uh, you know, literally in a frame. Uh, each of them, I mean, I love the beginning of it, where he's standing in the background, uh, and then he walks up. It's just such a great, a great scene. I do love you, I love the way that is done. How, how do you think they, they do this? Do they do this outside, or it's, or it's on a set? No, what, what I think it's think? On, a, on a set. Uh, because the lighting, like the, I mean, if that were to be outside, it would be nighttime, right? Um, um which is funny. I, I don't know. We, we, we don't know what time of day this would I be. I know, but just look on the sides, like on the, like it's very dark over there, right? Okay. Um, if you look on the sides outside, to me that looks indoors, and then there's light shining on them, which would be like the sun, but it just doesn't, like the, re- like if it, if it was the sun, the rest of the outside would be brighter right. so i think that's a set i think it's there's a light shining on them to pretend that it's the um thing and they didn't light the rest of it right because also i mean you can see the shadows on the both window panes on both sides correct and the window sills are, are both opened and there's and both sides have shadows on them yes yeah so i i do love that shot it just is it doesn't really read, but I, you know, it's not something that I totally noticed when I was watching it. But like, if you take it to the microscope, like we're doing, you can kind of tell it's not outside. Right, that's true. So Henley walks up and basically says, uh, "Sir, you got a light." Werner obliges. You know, takes out takes out a lighter to 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 light up. Then uh, Henley begins a little bit of chit chat with him. You know, goes, "Oh, it's pretty, isn't it?" The answer is yes. Now, wait a second. They're in a POW camp. <laughs> what are they looking at that's so pretty? <laughs> the weather, I don't know. I mean, but also it's like, you know, it makes me think about what was their relationship like before? You know, I mean, have they already established that they're friendly or is this like a first kind of dabbling with friendship or what? Right. This is the first, I mean, the, the only time that they interacted beforehand was when Werner saw him looking into a truck right on the first day. And uh, Henley, at that point, he, he asked Henley what he was doing, and Henley said he's stealing tools. You know, he says as a joke that he's stealing tools. And <laughs> Werner's response was, oh, if you're stealing tools, you go to the cooler. And he says, no, 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 I'm just kidding. So, I mean, they have interacted before, whether, you know, uh, on camera. Off camera, it's right. possible that they've had some interactions also. My guess is they haven't had that much because the way that he approaches him, he doesn't approach him as a friend. Right. You know, he's approaching him as somebody who he's noticed, 
but but he hasn't established a friendship with. Uh, again, it goes back to the analogy that we started talking about yesterday. You know that that here you have James Garner, you know, coming in into the room in a suave way, you know, about to go, you know, make some moves on on some woman standing at a bar or or at a party or something like that. So it's someone that you noticed and that you that they might have noticed you, but I don't think that they they have established a real relationship between the two of them up to this point based on the type of conversation that they're having here. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing I wonder too is like why did they choose him to be like, you know, did he did they think he's kind of a dumb cough, you know, or is he like I I'm assuming that that's the reason yeah, they chose him. Yeah. They don't really go I mean, into it. In, Exactly. In in the in the real book, there were numerous guards that they buttered up, were able to get things from. So it could have been, you know, he's just an example of one of them. And, and to make him seem a little lightheaded, I guess, makes it a little easier for them to, to, to keep things so much fun. Right. You know, that the, the tone of the movie is is not a dark tone, which is what you would expect from a World War Two type movie. I love that part of it. That's like one of my favorite aspects of it. Exactly. I mean, they find ways, and this is a this scene is a perfect example of that, where they're able to to make the 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 situation seem as if it's not as bad as it probably really was. I think that's a main. Um, you know, sometimes people ask me about directing and and what uh, you know, where do the different um, roles in a film, um, you know, where do they intersect? And I think it's interesting with this one, and I don't know enough about how it was made, but, like, you know, this could be really the director's stamp on it to, to tonally make it lighter, uh, more accessible for more audience, you know, especially in terms of age. Um, and I think that's interesting because you, you could take, like you just said, a subject matter like this and make it super dark, you know. Uh, which which they've done. I mean, there, there's plenty of other right. movies that deal with POW camps that, that are much darker. I think about that than, all the time in my work is, you know, what's the tone of it? And the subject matter dictates the tone to some degree, but not all the degrees, you know? And so I think that's a way to always... I'm actually thinking about that now with something I'm working on, is how can I make it lighter, more accessible? Because nobody really, especially after what everybody's just been through, wants to watch something super dark and depressed. I, I don't... Maybe people do. I mean, there's tons of dark stuff right now. <laughs> well, come on. You saw, you saw all the movies that were nominated for Oscars this year. Obviously, everyone wants to see dark and disturbing things. Yeah, but I mean, no, like, I, I don't know. I mean, they all had like some positive, you know, lightness to them, I think, too. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't say they're not enjoyable, yeah. but they're, they're, they were, you know, they, they were all heavier than, than, uh, than what people are necessarily looking for in a, I, I won't, yesterday, I, I won't say post COVID world, but a, uh, a creeping towards post-COVID world. How's that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. But but again, let, let's go back to what they're saying here. I mean, they're, they're they're having a discussion about something being pretty in a POW camp. Yeah. You know, are they looking at the trees? Are they looking? And like, there's it's they're very limited in what they could be looking at. Right. Well, they reference the weather, right? The sky and the weather. Yeah. 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 They 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 do get to the weather. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, so so basically they they start with that, and and then right after he asks that that question, he like blows smoke in his face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it seems like something that 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 would not be very nice to to do it this way, but 
you know, we, we know why he's doing it. He's, <laughs> he's trying to entice him to, okay, you know, he remember, remember we discussed it earlier this week that they had six packets of cigar- cigarettes that they can use. You know, it's he like now one of the smoke to... goes, and then it's like right under his nose, and then you see him look. Yeah. It's so funny. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, would, would you actually like one? <laughs> and it was almost like like he waited, or I mean, at least the way, I mean, he's standing kind of behind him, but like you could see like um, the guard smells in. Like it was like a, a, like a call and response, you know? <laughs> it was funny. Exactly. No, was, the, the idea is that, okay, we, uh, you know, the, the guard himself, also wants wants to smoke, right? You know, there's there's no question about that, and just the way that they do it is done so well because you 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 know the characters yes. play it. You know, they actually get a little bit of a sniff of the smoke, and then you know after that, you know, he offers him uh, a cigarette, and his response is, "All right, I'll I'll do it. You know, I'll I'll, I'll keep it and I'll smoke it when I'm when I'm off duty." Right. <laughs> Which is it's nice of him to say it that way. You know, I guess he, he wants to try and show, you know, that, that you know, when he's on duty, he right. doesn't do things that he's not supposed to be doing. We, we know that that's not necessarily true. That's what it is. And then, you know, Henley takes out two more and says, and puts it into his pocket and, and says to him, uh, well, you, you probably have a few roommates. Now, I always misunderstood this line. I always thought that he was saying, you know, maybe your cigarette needs a few roommates. <laughs> Meaning, here's a few more uh-huh. to you. That type of thing. You know, it's like a, a light way of saying, all right, here, I'm going to give you a few more. Right. But what he actually says is you probably have roommates, meaning that if you're going to go smoking and you're going to go back to your barracks, your your friends are going to want also. Right. Yeah. You know, that That's type of thing. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting that, it, it, you know, I've seen this movie so many times and this is the first time that I actually noticed that that's exactly what, you know, what, what they're discussing right. or the way that it's discussed. You know, then they start talking about the weather, like you said. You know, beautiful day, and then the response is, "Oh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to rain later." You know, then they get into a little more of a philosophical uh, conversation, but with uh, Henley saying, "Oh, no, 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 you got it wrong. It's uh, the phrase is red sky in the morning, sailor takes warning; red sky at night, sailor's delight." And he says, "Oh, it was a red sky last night." Now, I don't really know what that really means by a red sky. You know, when 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 the sun goes down at sunset, you're always going to have if there's if it's a if, I guess if there's a little bit of cloud cover or whatever, you're going to see that it's red. But even if it's not, I think you would notice. I don't know. I don't. I, I <laughs> I've seen a lot of sunsets. Most of them are, you know, are red, aren't they? Well, if they're in California and they're during smoke season, yes, definitely. <laughs> I, it's they only going to be red if it's in smoke red. season. Uh, if there's, it's usually like I think pollution in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For the most part. Yeah. All right. But now, isn't he saying isn't he saying red sky in the morning? Is that what he says? He says uh, red sky in the morning, sailor takes warning, red sky at night, sailor's delight. Right. But then yeah, you have a red sky. It makes no sense. It makes it doesn't make sense to me. It it you know, this this is I guess I guess if you're saying because of its cloud cover, so so th- maybe you would see that it's red in the morning also. I don't know. Now I think um, we need to consult a sailor on this. Yeah, Somebody probably. Probably. Now, where would you, do, do you know where this comes from, this phrase? I do not know. All right. Okay, well, I didn't know before I, before I you know, before the we Navy? started doing this. Nope, I actually looked it up, and there are two places, two very famous uh, literary places that, that mention something very similar. One of them is from Shakespeare, and the other one's from the, from the Bible, the, in, the New, in the New Testament, it's uh, mentioned. 
So the, the quote from Shakespeare, it was, it's in uh, Venus and Adonis. So the, the, the quote there is, Like a red morn that ever yet betokened, wreck to the seamen, tempest to the field, sorrow to the shepherd, shepherds, woe unto the birds, gusts and foul flaws to herdmen and to herds. Now, I have no idea what that means. I've, I've never understood Shakespeare. You know, for all, for all the uh, Shakespeare fans who are listening to this, hopefully you understood what I just said. Because I really didn't. Did, did you understand it, Dana? <laughs> no, I would have yeah. to really, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that's true. And the, the same way I, yeah. And uh, and 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 uh, the second one comes from a quote in the Bible from the New Testament in Matthew, Matthew sixteen verses two through three, where Jesus says, "When in evening ye say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red." And in the morning, it'll be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Now, that actually sounds much more similar to, to, what, to what Henley is actually saying here. Yes. So I, I, I wonder if the, you know, if, the, if the writer actually you know, took it from there. Because huh. uh, it sounds very similar to that. Or maybe it also was something they knew from the Boy Scouts. Uh, it could be. It could be yeah. because they they now are going to mention the Boy Scouts because basically yeah. Werner says that he's never heard that before. Then they get into a conversation about the Boy Scouts, which which is it's a fun conversation because of the fact of the way that they're they're each trying to one up the other, right? You know, because what what this scene does is it takes two people that are not supposed to be on a level playing field and tries to put them on a level playing field, Because uh, right. you know you have a guard and a prisoner, so. What what Henley is doing here is, is you know trying to bridge the gap between them and make it right. seem as if they can be more friendly. And uh, Werner goes, "Oh, I was a Boy Scout too." He said he had nineteen merit badges, and the response <laughs> is, "Oh, well, you had nineteen, I had 20. <laughs> so at that point, Werner uh, basically says, "Well, I was working on my twentieth when they abolished scouting." So I I was actually surprised about the whole fact of. You know that 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 there were Boy Scouts in Germany, not just. I mean, it's it's a known fact that there were that they had Boy Scouts in America. Right. Yeah, I had no idea about that. I mean, the the, the Boy Scouts were, I think, were established in America in like the nineteen twenties or something. Uh, I don't even remember when when it started, but you know, they. But but I what I what I did find out was is that there are seven different levels of Scouts. The, the highest one, which is the uh, Eagle Scout, you need 21 merit badges to get Ooh, there. They were, they were close. So it, it's exactly. It's funny that that I, I wonder if it's something that they they ever that they they planned. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah. To do it this way, because they're they're making it so close. Yeah, it's funny. He looked uh, so dejected when he realized he was one less. <laughs> you know, like he he looked. It's funny. There's little comp- competition. Right, no, so it started in 1916, the idea of the Boy Scouts in 16. So we're, we're still talking about, you know, it's about 30, a little less than 30 years by the time these events are taking place, since this is supposed to be in 1944. Right, so the, the Eagle Scout needs, to, no, sorry, here, it says that the, the Boy Scouts, sorry, the Boy Scouts were established in 1911. And that since then, so we're talking 110 years, there have been 2 million young men that have reached Eagle Scout. You know, where they need to get 21 merit badges in order to to reach that that level so that that, that was interesting to to 
to, to come across. Now, then, as we discussed before, the, the idea of whether, whether this was an international group or not, so they actually branched out outside of uh, the U.S., began having, having things in, in Europe also, and Germany was one of the places where it was started in the, I think it was 1921, they established it in, in Germany. But when uh, you know the Nazis came to power, so one of the things that they were doing was is trying to get rid of all these different organized religious groups, and that this was so this is one of the ones that was that was banned, which uh, it's something that we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, a little bit tomorrow, where we get to to that a, l- a little bit more about it. So it makes me wonder how old Werner is supposed to be at this point, if he says that he was a Boy Scout before it was banned. Because if it was banned in 1936, let's say, or 37, so now we're seven years later, you know, he doesn't look that young. I mean, the the, the actor who plays in Robert Graff was close to 40 mm. when, they, when they filmed this. He looks pretty young, though. Yeah, he doesn't look 40. No. There's no question about that. It, it's always made me wonder because a, a little later on, there's a scene where Henley basically says that, uh, you know, that Werner, he's a mixed up kid. Mm. Even though... The, the actor who plays Werner is 10 years older than, uh, than, than James Garner is at the time. Yeah. So, so it's funny that he, he makes that type of comment. You know, trying to, trying to do the math, it does, just doesn't make sense <laughs> that, that, that he's this young, even if he, he could, I don't even think he could even be 20 at that point with the way that, you know, he doesn't look 20. Right. Um, a little off this topic, I just want to say, what we were talking about earlier about the outside didn't look like it was, um, outside actually but the interesting thing in this shot is from this angle is that you can see in the reflection of the window it does look like there's trees doesn't it yeah now so i i wonder if they've either i still kind of stand by that i think it's inside (laughs) there but they really have gone to the lengths to make that seem like i I think seem like it's a reflection yeah the question is whether it's whether is it possible that that's a fake yes reflection yeah i think so um i don't know i mean i probably would be good to get a panel of people going on this but i i think it is i think it i think it's a they made it uh and then the qu- meaning you think they're still on a set, but they make it look as if I do. I think either they put, you know, it's not a reflection at all. It's just on the other side of that glass pane, rather than a reflection. I think. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that that that's always fascinating to look because again, as as we know that that they film the shot from the outside and the shot from the inside separately. Yeah. You know, they don't put them together. So the whole idea is to try and make it as as plausible. As possible, so it is you know there there is a possibility that 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 the the outside to inside shot was on a set, and that the inside to outside shot could be somewhere where they really are seeing the trees outside, right. or it could also be on a set. Right. Right. So so here I just looked it up. So the the scouts were founded in Germany in 1929, and then in 1938 was when, when they banned it. So that actually even changes even even more drastically what I thought before about Werner. Because if Werner... So so if this is 1944, that's only six years, opposed to the seven years that I thought before. Cause he, because tomorrow he'll discuss that he goes into the Hitler Hitler youth at that point. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Why don't, why don't we discuss that more a little bit tomorrow when we get to that? That, uh, you know, 
we'll give we'll give people something to think about overnight about uh, you know how old Werner might be and <laughs> about at what point in his life he was in the Scouts and what point he was in the Hitler Youth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So do you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No, I don't think so. All right. Why don't you tell everyone once again how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Um, my website is the best way. Uh, Dana Nachman, N A C H M A N dot com. All right. Great. You can uh, get in touch with us by email at thegreatminute at gmail dot com. Our website is thegreatescapeminute dot com. Our Twitter handle is greatescapemxm, and you can uh, visit our Facebook group, The Cooler. So, Dana, you want to come back tomorrow and finish off the sure. week? Sure. All right, excellent. So, until tomorrow, everyone, tally-ho. Tally-ho.